Welcome to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. My name is Jenna Fox, and my approach to these conversations, it's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. My way of being in the world is really influenced by my identity as a queer mama, adoptee, and witch raised in fundamental Christianity, as well as professionally as I'm steeped in the world of academia, teaching human development college classes to young people. We're talking teenagers who dropped out of high school and my licensure as a mental health counselor with a strong background in crisis work. The tarot though, man, it feels like it's the bedrock, the story underneath all of these layers that I so closely identify with. And that's what I'm here for. The conversations that I have as an introvert on this journey, where I'm talking to you, where I'm talking to others, that's what I'm here for. Let's discover that bedrock. Hi, Cody. Welcome to Leo Rising. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, how are you? I am great. I have been looking forward to this. So I put a call out on Instagram to have people um, who wanted to interview with me, but you were on my list of people that I needed to talk to. Insta buddies. I'm so excited. (laughs) Moss Bones, fucking rad name. I mean, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. But you know, before we just like dive into all things tarot and business and all of that, crystals, witchy, everything, I just want to give you the platform to say whatever it is, how you identify, who you are, where you are in the world, all of that. So we can just kind of get a sense of who you are. Because I kind of feel like I know you just a little bit, but nobody else does. So yeah, here yeah. you go. Okay. Well, hi. Um my name is Cody Moss, um, and I am a non-binary, queer, disabled witch. Um, yeah, that's the kind of like the base of it all. Uh, <laughs> I am pretty new to this stuff, but also it feels like it's something that I've been doing for many, many lifetimes. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm definitely like in the middle of a big like learning transitional time. This is my second Jupiter return and it's the mm-hmm. first return I've been consciously aware of. So trying to like, you know, see what kind of expansion is in store for me. Yeah. So it sounds like it's like a rediscovering process that you're going yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. So tell me about like childhood. Were you a weird kid? Like how, you know, were you just like totally normal mainstream? Like how did you kind of end up in this world of knowing that you're in your second Jupiter return and the world of witchcraft? Um, I would definitely say I was a weird kid. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but what I was doing was instead of like understanding what playing was like with toys like every other child did um i would just sit in front of a wall and sit there and talk to myself which was channeled information um and that that was just what i did in my spare time for like fun yeah (laughs) i am definitely weird i have a lot of scorpio in my chart so i think that's definitely oh yeah influence 
doctor. I remember um, when I was a kid getting in trouble and having to like go sit on the landing and I just was like, I would like talk to like the designs and the carpet, like say my, <laughs> right? Like I did not mind being grounded. Like it was not a problem. <laughs> funny. Yeah. I remember once in my childhood, um, my parents threatened to ground me by making me use my video games because other kids got them taken away. Yes. And I just never would have <laughs> I love that. I know. I tell my students, I'm like, listen, you guys, I was such a nerd that I would try to get grounded. So I could be like, sorry, I can't go to that high school party. I have to read (laughs) Green Gables in my bedroom. Oh my God. That's too funny. Yeah. And once I got to like high school age, though, I will say um, maybe the other side of Scorpio kind of started coming into play Mm. a little bit more. Um, Definitely had my fun in those years Uh and I've settled down now. Um, yeah, definitely branching out into all things witchy without even realizing, you know? Yeah. So when did it, when did it just sort of like come to you that this is like who you are in like a really conscious way? Is that a new discovery? Um, yeah, I would say to some extent, like there's always obviously been the underlying factors, but um, I would I would honestly even say within the year of 2018, it mm-hmm. really became concrete, even though I've had some sort of a tarot practice for, um, I think, since 2015. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I guess I have like a lot of self-doubt and imposter syndrome stuff. So I was always just like, I know that I'm doing these cool things, but like, it's not real. It's just like private. And, it doesn't need to be talked about, but now I'm kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm piecing all of it together. I just got into astrology a little bit more, which is how I'm aware of the Jupiter return. And I'm kind of realizing like all of this um, like explosion in self-development, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All of the different layers of like cool things you can learn about yourself and then, sh- then try to take that out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 2015, you started doing tarot for yourself. How did that, or did you just like, you know, go into a Barnes and Noble? Like, yeah, well, um, so, <laughs> so when I was in college, I went to two separate colleges, didn't finish either of them. But in the first college, when I was leaving, I had a friend who handed me a tarot deck. And she said, you know, I think this is something that you would be interested in. Uh, I want you to have these. And I looked at it and I hated the deck. <laughs> I think it was like either a classic Rider Waite or an old one. I just didn't connect with it at all. So I was like, this is really cool and I want to know more about this, but I hate this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, and at the time, actually, tarot just seemed way too daunting. So I got an Oracle deck um, and then it kind of slowly progressed from there where I was learning about the world of tarot and how tarot was different than oracle and um yeah it just kind of exploded from there i got my first wild unknown tarot probably in 2015 and now i have like eight decks just i know it's becoming living it's, the life oh right it's like a real problem i look at them on my shelf and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah honestly i like i love collecting tarot decks but it is such an expensive <laughs> although if it's a business if it's a business expense that's what I keep telling myself I'm like "Uh," my husband's an accountant he's like you cannot just keep buying decks and call it a business expense like that's not fair like yeah (laughs) 
so yeah. the wild so the wild unknown was your first like deck yes. where you, you were just like this is it you are not the first person to tell me that the wild unknown has just like spoken to them yeah it was definitely it, it was it burned bright at the time I loved the animals I loved the colors it just mm-hmm. um I definitely don't connect with it now and I've actually gifted it to my mom um but yeah it, it was just a lovely beginning experience what's your what's your go-to deck right now so right now for me personally I use the antique anatomy tarot and Mm. that is it like kind of my soul deck I don't know if I can say that yet but as of right now it's like I don't use it for business um I just use it for like personal self-discovery and it's been insane it's how did absolutely you, insane how did you come across that deck um so <laughs> there was a while at the beginning of my tarot journey where I just had the one deck and then I would find I think I had three decks over the course of like most of my journey and then a couple months ago I just exploded <laughs> and bought a million decks <laughs> and um just it was just through the process of looking at them I'm I'm the kind of person that really likes to collect data so mm-hmm. I would just go through Instagram looking at every single tarot picture and make a folder of all of the pictures of tarot cards and just explore each deck more um and I actually when I first found this deck I kind of hated it <laughs> I thought it was a little weird um and then I sat on it after buying a few other decks and then I came back to it and I was like this is everything that I need it now and I have never been the same since (laughs) I love that and I love I I have the practice too of having like a deck for myself and then a deck for clients or kind of and then there's some that kind of go back and forth um so I really resonate with that idea of being like this is this is something that's like doing a lot of like really great work in my life that's yeah that's really it's been tricky because I tend to like, I'm such a all or nothing person that like when I have something and I like it, I'm like, I need to give this to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I do spend a lot of time going back and forth. Like, is it okay to keep this for myself? Should I be bringing mm-hmm. it out? Cause I do love reading with it. Um, so I would like to use it for other people, but it just doesn't feel right right now. So is it that particular? Yeah, is it that particular deck, or is it the deck? Okay, does that make sense? Like, if you had two of the decks, would you could you read with one for yourself or the other, or is it like, regardless, does that imagery is saying right now, Cody? We just need to be for you. You know, I think it's the imagery because Mm -hmm. I'll even see pictures of other people reading for themselves with this deck and I get a little offended even the creator of the deck itself I'm just like why are you posting about it and And I'm like ugh you're like this is my soul here please like it's just for me right now yeah oh, I get that yeah <laughs> I have the John Bauer tarot the it's a Swedish artist and okay. for some reason I don't the imagery and the the guidebook don't match up for me and I don't think I could do oh. readings for other people um he was a Swedish artist in like the 1800s or 1900s I always like no matter how many college classes I take I forget what century and years and um but they took parts of his paintings and made this tarot deck which I love but it's like this is just going to be for me and I even have like started my own system of like categorizing things because it just doesn't line up perfectly 
Yeah. And that's what I'm finding too with this deck. It's that like in the past, I've not relied heavily on the books, but I didn't have my own true experience with the cards. And now it's like everything's just being shattered completely open. Mm -hmm. And I have like an entire different perception. I've actually been thinking about trying to write like a, a little tarot guidebook that doesn't go to any particular deck inspired by my connection with this deck. Um, I yeah. think it would be an interesting project. Oh my gosh, it'd be so, yeah, like, uh, I follow Tess Guyberson, a city, mm -hmm. city witch on Instagram, and they're always, like, creating zines and other things, like guidebooks, and I love it. Like, any, yeah. any tarot-inspired writing thing I can get my hands on, I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in your introduction, you mentioned that you're queer, non-binary, disabled witch. And I think that that is something that we should talk about. Like, how do those intersections of your identity show up in the world? How does witchcraft inform it? Um, because I feel like it's a voice that maybe not everyone is, is hearing all the time. Yeah, um... Yeah, I guess it is pretty interesting. Um, so I'll start by saying that I am white and I am a person with a substantial amount of privilege. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that those, uh, I guess, four kind of qualifiers of non-binary, queer, disabled, and witch, um, they do put me a little bit on like the outskirts <laughs> of society. And you definitely kind of like sense that in how I interact with people and just the world um yeah um I don't know it's it's definitely like I'm I feel like I was I came here to kind of like create a box for the people that don't fit in all of the boxes you know <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. I love that and what would did you have a coming out process or was it you know I I, I let me back up <clears throat> I came out as queer to my parents like two years ago and it was, you know, it was kind of like yeah. earth shattering for them. Right. Um, but then I've talked to other queer witches who there's like their parents have just been like accepting since like day one. And it, you know, seems like a totally like non-issue. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say for the queer part, my family was pretty on board. I was like I said, pretty weird growing up, so they really didn't see any surprise <laughs> when it came to that aspect. Um, the non-binary part is definitely a little bit weirder. So I also, like, I'm born in a female body, and I go by male pronouns, he, mm -hmm. him. Um, not that those, that language really is very inclusive, but <laughs> we'll leave that for another day. Um, but the the transition that was perceived as going from female to male um, was very, not very easy for them to understand, but I would say there wasn't much resistance. It was, like, people understand a binary gender. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's not a surprise to anybody, I don't think. Um, so the, the non-binariness, I'd say, is more profound. It feels like the world is very, um, the world demands a gender. And for those of us that just, you know, like I can go with the gender, like you can call me anything you want pretty much. And I don't really care that much. Um, but the world really wants you to care and it, they don't like 
when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> At least from my perspective. <laughs> I listened to the Queer Witch podcast, and one of the things that they were saying in like one of their first episodes that I just thought was so beautiful was that queer people, non-binary, because they identify as um, non-binary, and I think um, use they pronouns, um, <clears throat> is that it's magic that yeah. having a different gender than what you're assigned or like what the world perceives that like showing up in the world and being who you are is like a magical act, even if you don't know or label yourself as a witch. And I was like, fuck yeah. yes, I love this. That's beautiful. I do. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. So one of the things that I know on your Instagram um, that I like follow a lot is your crystal collection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you about that because I have some rocks that I found from the rivers and I have not found any crystals that have just like sung to my soul. So tell me okay. how you like, how you got into crystals and what should I go buy, you know? <laughs> yeah um okay so one I would urge you don't force yourself to buy them because oh my god you might never stop <laughs> um, but no um I got interested in crystals I guess I've always been um I found a little piece of tiger's eye in my desk when I was like I don't know second grade five seven something like that um and ever since I've just been like ooh shiny because you know everybody's yeah. got a little bit of that yeah <laughs> um but I'd say more in the recent years um or even more just this year because it's also kind of exploded because um my Jupiter is in Sagittarius so I feel like okay. that's just amplifying the explosion mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. um but lately I, I'm the kind of person that can just be moved to tears by a lot of things that's kind of how I get a lot of my um intuitive messages um and there are just times where I'm just like holding a crystal and I'll just like feel like I'm crying or feel like I'm in love with like the most romantic, beautiful person of my entire life. And I'm like dying over these crystals. And that's just like, I'm not the type of person that knows what crystals are for or knows where to get them. Right. Like, I, like, I just, I just find one and I'm like, you are the one and I'm going to love you. Right. You my create entire being. <laughs> You, it sounds like you have like a pretty magical like relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, there's there's some stuff about myself that I guess I'm still trying to figure out how to explain to other people because um, I've just grown up feeling like everybody is experiencing these things and there mm -hmm. are things that I can't really put into words because they're just, you know, it, it just, it feels so much of a given that it, there's no words to explain it. So right. um I'm now learning that these things are not givens <laughs> and it might actually be the work that I have to do to figure out um, how to express it to other people to share these things. Well, yeah, um, it sounds like you're, you're trying to put into like human language, which is so limiting this like vast experience that isn't, I mean, maybe everyone is experiencing it and you're just trying to translate it into language. Yeah. People are just like not aware of it, but I think you're right. Like language can be so limiting. To try to yeah. Put. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. 
so you talk about like channeling, getting messages, even like when you were like a kid, this is something that I'm fascinated by is all the different clairs that people talk about. And, um, I'm curious how those messages like come to you. Is it in words or pictures or like you were saying with the crystals, when you hold it, you're just like, I just am in love with this. I feel it. Yeah. Um, I, that's something that I'm trying to distinguish for myself too. Mm -hmm. Cause um, there's like clear knowing and then clear hearing. And I don't always know the difference between what I'm experiencing because, um, it comes through in words usually. Um, but it's not like I'm hearing a word and then saying it. It's like, I'll say it. And then I hear myself say it and I'm like, Oh, that was not me. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then there's a lot of the feeling like with the crystal stuff where it's just like, a potent sense of something um but yeah it's usually weird I I would say that the reason I didn't know I was channeling was because it's nothing like what I was expecting like I spent my whole life being like oh why am I not magical why can't I see ghosts and I'm like you can't see ghosts because if you saw a ghost you'd shit your pants <laughs> they know that <laughs> so, um so yeah so I just hear things like random knowledge and it's pretty cool I, I do like it now that I understand what it is um, yeah isn't it interesting how we're like we can grow up sort of maybe not like being jealous or lusting after somebody else's like psychic gifts and um but just like thinking that it has to be a particular way and right yeah. al all along it's like excuse me here tap 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 like this is <laughs> like I am a ghost, but I'm going to just come to you in this way so that you aren't scared to death, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now I've been able to like appreciate that and sit there and realize like, you know what? Thank you. All of the ghosts that I can feel around me for not letting me see you because if I could actually see you. Right. Yikes. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really cool. And it's allowed me to connect with my grandma who just passed, which has been really mm -hmm. helpful for family relationship stuff so yeah it's been it's been cool that's beautiful yeah. what's your what's your um community like in person and because i know for me i'm just like really jiving with the instagram community right now online is like my jam um but trying to kind of branch out into the physical body sphere and hanging out with people in person where well first of all where are you in the world um, so I am in Florida okay. and, um, yeah, that's kind of the extent of my physical environment is me and the world for the most part. There isn't too much interpersonal right now. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of like, I think I'm just in like a deep hermit time. Um, mm -hmm. and it's definitely, I feel myself approaching, um, like getting kicked out of that hermit shell, <laughs> but I have not, um. You know, it's it's definitely it's a lot easier to find people that get what you're trying to do online. Mm -hmm. um, it's I, I I don't know if it's just I moved to Florida from New York, so there was a little bit of shift in like the cultural perspective. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's probably like a culture shock right there. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Um, is <laughs> 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 to put it nice yeah. you're like how can i be polite about this okay yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right and so moss and bones you give tarot readings yes yes i do 
Um, I love it. It's great. I never, ever thought this was something that I would do. Um, I actually, from the time I started learning tarot, I had people being like, please, like, do a reading for me. I don't care that you don't know anything. Like, I just want you to do it. And I'd be like, oh, my God, no, I could never. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but something just clicked. And I was like, you can do it. And then I started and it was working out really well and all of the channeled information that I had been like because my channel comes through as if it's my own thought and sometimes I can't tell the difference so the mm -hmm. ego is like really prevalent in like trying to get in the way of those messages like and as a self-conscious person um I tend to assume like oh if I say this like people might see it this way and it's like that's mm -hmm. the channel it's not your business so, like worry about how it's going to be perceived <laughs> so, right um yeah that's been something that's been an interesting process and do you are they um tarot readings online in person like who were these people that were coming to you and being like cody give me a reading i need it now <laughs> um so those were those were some friends throughout um, college and okay. my family just being really awesome and supportive and me shutting everyone down. <laughs> um, okay. But now, um, now most of my readings um, are just online through email and I absolutely love doing it that way. Um, yeah, it's, it gives me a lot of personal space, especially as a disabled person. Um, it can be really hard to work. I haven't worked in a long time because of my disability. So this mm -hmm. is just like a really awesome way to like give back because I've always been career focused throughout my life and wanting to work in a way that can impact people in like a really meaningful way. And I just feel so blessed to like be able to do this. I know I love remote readings and email readings and the ability to like, I can do a reading and my kid is like eating goldfish crackers right next to yeah. me, which I wouldn't yeah. do if it was in person. And I love in person stuff, but it does make it more challenging to just be like accessible, you know, and yeah. are we doing it at a coffee shop? Where are we doing it? And it's like email. It's mm. like, nope, I can be at my kitchen table and the world can be falling around, <laughs> yes. but I'm like in the zone, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I just, I love that. Like it gives both me and the person getting a reading the opportunity to have like full agency over like how you receive it. Like you can take mm -hmm. your time. If something comes up, you can walk away if you want to revisit it again in a week or a month, you always can. And I just think that's like really useful and special. Um, yeah. And, and it's like great in conversation. <clears throat> well, and for people who come back, it can be like a great, just like touching stones to kind of like memorialize different aspects or times or whatever to go back. I worked with yeah. someone and it was like through their like divorce proceedings, you know, and it's mm. like going back and looking and seeing like, where were they when they started and where are they now? And it's pretty cool to, to yeah. have that. I mean, I'm somebody that like keeps every scrap of anything I've ever written. So <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I, I like the Hansel and Gretel, like this is going to help me guide myself back home you know yes yes I am 
so similar. I just, I, like I've mentioned before, I love gathering data, but mm-hmm. I never go and review it. Like I have millions of pictures <laughs> that I'm just like, I need this for something. And it, it, it'll be useful one day, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, that just, it reminds me of when my, when my oldest son was born, I lost an SD card and there was like 4,000 pictures on it. And oh it was like God. his, like, his like four month to seven month old pictures so <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous i was like thank god facebook has the best 200 of those 4000 photos like we're just jenna get with it yeah i feel you so deeply i think about like oh man when i'm a grandparent the the slideshows that i'm gonna have for my kids it's like my grandparents would go on trips and they'd be like here's like 30 slides from their trip to hawaii or whatever and i'll be like five thousand we'll be here for seven days straight yep. <laughs> So true. I love it. Well, one of the questions that I always ask people is um, about their uh, relationship to creative intuition. And so I'm just curious when you hear creative intuition, um, like how would you define that for yourself or where is it showing up for you, you know, currently? Well, I guess the first thing I'll say is I don't think I've ever thought of like creative intuition as a phrase, but Mm. Um, I think it's just because in my mind, they can't really be separated. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like intuition is creativity and creativity is intuition. Like, you know, where, where do we get ideas? It it can, I don't know, it can go so deep. Um, But I think for me specifically, um, creative intuition is definitely a process. Um, I am a very, very creative person. And um, I've always had difficulties with that, which I have found out is <laughs> because my Saturn is in my fifth house, which apparently is a bitch of the time. Mm. <laughs> um, so um, I definitely say like the relationship I have to my intuition is vital in keeping creativity alive for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. What are the what are some projects you're working on? I mean, I, besides all the data collection to create your own tarot guidebook, which sounds like yeah. a great adventure slash you know a lot of work. Yes. yes. What else are you, What else are you working on? Um, right now, I actually it's it's really funny. Um, I got the inspiration by listening to your podcast in preparation for this interview. How, oh gosh, how ironic. So sweet. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I actually, um, I'm working very loosely on the idea of a body Oracle deck. Um, yeah, one of your guests came up with, uh, shared their body Oracle deck, but Mm -hmm. as soon as they said body Oracle, I was just like flooded with all of the ways that like my disability and my relationship with my body could create an interesting and very practically useful body tarot deck. I um, want to pre-order it right now. Where's my <laughs> okay. credit card? Like, boom, <laughs> done and done right now, you guys. First first edition, first signed copy right here with Cody yes. Moss. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, yeah, it's it's probably, knowing me, going to take a long time. Sure. So but, I'll wait. Um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I've honestly never had um, any project, like, come through at all like I I know thing I've always known like oh I want to do this I want to do that but I've never had like an idea that like felt fully channeled and like this is important and I'm going to bring it forward um 
So I'm really excited to actually see how this turns out. And I'm hoping that sharing this year will have some sort of accountability for making that happen. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh. I just think it just, when you're saying it, like it coming out of your mouth, it, it like sits in my body like as a body, but it like sits in my body in like a very truthy way. Like it's just, it feels like, yes, that is something that you're, you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That is so rad. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, it's yeah. It's like nothing I've never ever done. (laughs) Yeah. What would even the process be to like start something like that? Do you have like a, a million ideas? Um, I, have a combination of a million ideas and no ideas kind Mm -hmm. of like my gender (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I right now my really simple process is getting some flashcards and writing out different body parts and working with just the words and seeing what comes up because I'm finding that um I'm getting like a lot of channeled like the meanings of the cards based on body parts and like it's Mm -hmm. expanding my um, my perception of my connection to those body parts. So it really feels like, um, like it's not just something that I know that I'm working to bring forward to educate other people. It's something that I'm learning and hoping to bring into creation so that other people can learn too. You're going on your own journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, really. (laughs) Okay. So we've been talking for a while and I just want to say, I mean, I'm having like the best time ever, but I want to like allow you the space. If there are things that are coming forward or things that you're like, I really wanted to share or talk about that just Jenna hasn't asked about to bring those forward. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've covered so much and I kind of been just a little bit lost in our conversation and I haven't really fully kept track of everything that's come up. Which is like Um, the best part of talking. It's just like the magic for me is talking to people and just seeing where it goes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I will bring up um, just like a little bit of personal history, I guess. I'm not sure if there's necessarily a reason, but I'll just flow with it. Um, I was recently doing some like channeling work, um, and I was talking to some of my ancestors. That's like a new exploration for me. I've, mm-hmm. My whole life, I was kind of like closed off from family, um, but recently, I've you know just kind of woken up to that and it came to light that like most of my family, um, at least on my mom's side, um, it was like a family full of witches Mm. and none of them were in a safe position to express that. There was like a lot of, um, you know, keeping, you know, how the, you know, call women crazy, make them stop doing what they're going to do, stuff like that. Um, And I feel like I'm kind of the first in the line to be able to just, you know, really come out guns blazing and just, in all aspects like with what you said with gender being an act of magic it's just Mm -hmm. it feels like all of all of the magic from my family that's been stifled is now um, you know being given the opportunity to blossom and heal and grow and you know I'm really enjoying the process of learning about all of that and you know I guess I'll call out if anybody knows anything about 
astrology and um, ancestors and wants to help me with that Mm. feel free to get in touch with me through Instagram (laughs) yeah no when you were saying that I just got like full body chills that like the being able to be the physical embodiment of an ancestral line and get to do things that the ancestors physically can't do or couldn't do in their lifetime like that is so amazing and sounds also scary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say that's a really great summary. <laughs> how did you? Definitely. How did you get into doing ancestral work or contacting them? Like, what was your process like for that? You know, I I'd say all like most of my process in general in life is just I get a channeled thought and mm-hmm. then I'm like oh you got to do this <laughs> and it's like why I don't know you just do now's the time um so I think it's just you know I spent my whole life closed off to ancestors and then one day the word ancestor just crossed my mind and I was like oh that's a thing yeah and then I started seeing other people <laughs> talking about ancestors and I started listening instead of turning my head um and then I found out about the concept of ancestral trauma and how people have even seen it um in rats I forget who I heard talking about that there's so many wonderful people Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then I was you know it was both like the science and the spirituality of like very real possibilities of trauma being passed down and I am a very sensitive person that carries a lot of um I guess you would say fears that don't make sense with my life experiences. Um, so I, that kind of fully got me on board with like past life trauma, ancestral trauma, mm-hmm. and me being the person that's like going to heal this stuff for my family. Yeah, you're totally speaking my language. I was afraid of ancestors too, because it's like, you know, I don't know these people. It's like, I wouldn't just yeah. like walk up to like a bunch, like you were saying, I don't want a bunch of ghosts just showing up in my bedroom. Like, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, um, but then once I kind of like opened myself up to it, a similar, you know, sort of experience and finding the, um, the synchronicities in the family and that I'm not alone in the, the ability to kind of channel some of this, yeah, some of absolutely. this stuff. But yeah, it wasn't just like a thing I've been doing since I was a kid. It's like, okay. I know it does kind of feel like it's the year of the ancestor. Like that word has been coming up a lot. Um, I don't know, in podcasts and just the vernacular. Yeah, it's been everywhere. And I definitely love that. Like like when you can see and witness like the collective mind at work where like Mm -hmm. everybody just kind of explodes with the same thoughts at the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just really fascinating. It's beautiful. Well, how can people connect with you if they want to get readings, if they they are somebody with astrology and and ancestral um, past life stuff? or if they just want to like connect with you because you're cool. How, what are the ways? Yeah. Um, so you can get in touch with me at um, moss underscore and underscore bones on Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram, if you're interested, is Cody James. And um, I think those are the main ways. My Instagram has a lot of, um, I just, I take a lot of DMs. I have my email information there and you can just always DM me and start a conversation. 
love talking to everyone. Awesome. And that's how they can, they can um, schedule a reading with you if they want to. Yeah. Right through the DMs, keeping it real simple. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Old school or new school or I don't know. New and old school. It'll be old school soon. (laughs) I'm sure. I work with, I work with teenagers and I'm like, every quarter I'm like, okay, what's the newest thing? Because I still reference Facebook and I know nobody uses that anymore. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. And I mean, this is maybe a little bit off topic, but like I, my Pluto is in Scorpio, but it was retrograde at the time. So everybody that's my age has it in Sagittarius. So like I'm oh. right in the middle of the millennial and it's a generation Z or whatever. So both like culturally with millennials and astrologically with Pluto, I'm like right in the middle of like too young for the older crowd and too uh-huh. old for the younger crowd. So I'm right. constantly in a state of limbo, like who's up to what and what should I be doing? Like what's totally. the tea and get the brand, yeah. whatever it is. Like you're like you're like you're like being able to like walk between so many different worlds genders and ages and magical (laughs) realms and you're like and it'd be cool if I just like knew what the 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 right word to say is right now yeah absolutely it's like super cool super mystical love it I'm honored but also I'm so confused (laughs) (laughs) you need to write your own guidebook for the, the universe right yeah Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it with me to my next life. I don't that. <laughs> oh, Cody, this has just been such a pleasure to talk with you. And I hope that everybody connects in with you and gets readings and buys your Oracle deck. I can't wait to see oh, you yes. on Kickstarter soon or Indiegogo yes. or <laughs> all of the places. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. It's been and a pleasure. Hope- We'll continue this conversation um, again in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'd love to. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.